0: helpful for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan and step into the world of simple events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular.
1: Do you live in a world filled with corporate data? Are you plagued by siloed departments? Are your lackluster growth strategies demolishing your chances for success? Are you held captive by the evil menace, Lord Lack? Lack of time, lack of strategy, and lack of the most important and powerful tool in your superhero tool belt. Knowledge. Never fear, Hub Heroes. Get ready to don your cape and mask, move into action, and become the Hub Hero your organization needs. Tune in each week to join the League of Extraordinary Inbound Heroes as we help you educate, empower, and execute. Hub Heroes, it's time to unite and activate your powers. Before we begin, we need to disclose that Devin is currently employed by HubSpot at the time of this episode's recording. This podcast is in no way affiliated with or produced by HubSpot, and the thoughts and opinions expressed by Devin during the show are that of his own and in no way represent those of his employer.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Hub Heroes. As always, I am Liz, your Hub Hero Wrangler and resident content nerd. Joined as well, not as always, Last week, Devin, we were left no. behind. No, no, while no. George and Max No, I okay, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say what we were talking about before we started recording. If you haven't heard last week's episode, which is just George and Max, about inbound physics, you need to hit pause on this, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and talk to us because <laughs> it was gentlemen, air snaps, air snaps. Oh wow, high-fiving. You know, Devin and I are we are back today yes I'm and glad. i would just like to know if there is still room in the inbound physics pool f- oh, for all wow. of us or because you guys had a connection it was deep it was soulful
0: listen you are
3: always welcome oh listen we're better together
0: yes
2: yeah, i love
3: that i love that
0: i
2: love it until liz starts doing poetry which as my gift to all of you i will not be doing this week oh. that's because i'm working Something special for next week. Please uh, be warned. Anyway, but we're not talking about poetry this week, are we, Devin? Mm-mm. No poetry. We are here to talk about. Okay, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Who has two thumbs, speaks limited French, and is wildly excited about today's episode? Oh my this, God. this moi. me, 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 me. We, oui, we.
3: Oui.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's because the only word I know, me. by the way. I know that
0: in French fry.
3: Qu'est-ce que tu as fait?
0: Whoa! But,
2: what? But, but French fries and our frites,
0: frites I know, I'm just I'm just
2: <laughs> <laughs> Je suis
0: devin.
4: Bibliothèque. <laughs> Speaking Spanish what counts as French, just so you know.
3: Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh there you go. That's true. Based facts. You're
2: right, Max. We are better together. <laughs> We're
3: better together.
2: <laughs> better Maybe better <laughs> together.
3: the jury's together. out.
2: Better together. And we're devoting, well, okay, come on Liz, you can do this, come on back. You got this, we got them French frites and we're ready to go. We are devoting an entire episode to the part of Inbound and the HubSpot tool us veterans probably have spent more time in than any other aspect of HubSpot. And that is blogging and Mm. the HubSpot blogging tool. That's right, kiddos. We're hopping aboard the content hype train today because like it or not, there is no content wizard from the sky who will do everything for you. Not even ChatGPT. Mm. Google will get you. Google will get you. We've had conversations about this. Go back to the human content episode if you don't believe me. Because, like it or not, no content wizard, and you need content in order to have a powerful revenue generating inbound program for your sales, marketing, and service teams. Content is the juice, it's the squeeze, it's the fuel, it's the fire, it's whatever heavy handed metaphor you want to throw in there. I had to say the juice because anybody who's ever seen Michael Mann's Heat, it's the mm. juice, the, the action is the juice. Like Why it's one sp- of my favorite <laughs> lines. That's right. Yeah. But blogging here are the questions i want to explore today because we're going to do this in two parts right we're gonna have a tool deep dive but i also want to have a talk about blogging itself because we've come a long way so is blogging still content powerhouse that it used to be and what's in what's out what's new what's hot what's not in the hubspot blogging tool we're gonna be digging into those questions and more gentlemen Are we hashtag better together excited? Hashtag better The correct answer, George, was we, we, but we'll move on. Okay.
0: Oh, we, we. I don't
2: know. My favorite part is when I go into an outline, and I know George is excited about something because he very rarely makes notes in the outline, but this one says, oh, do I have thoughts? So, Max, Devin, just take a couple seats. George, let's give you some runway, but let me tee you up with that question. Okay, nerds, let's rip off the Band-Aid. Is... Logging dead when it comes to inbound content, George. What say you?
0: Yeah, so I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, so I'm not gonna say some of the you know, if it's crappy, like that kind of stuff, because other people might I'll be here for that yeah, People might <laughs> want to go down that vein, but <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> but here's the thing, here's the thing. When I think about blogging, one of the I things- I felt that, that I, in
3: my side, George. Yeah. When, when I, when <laughs> like a
0: knife or a A little bit of a jab. When I think about blogging, I, I want everybody to realize, and Liz, you know this because you're you're around a lot and I say things that are coming out of my mind, you know, during like daily Where routines. your brain
2: goes, one
0: might yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag, by the way, community, if you would wear a t-shirt that this is where my brain goes, let us know because I literally think- that needs to be a t-shirt hub heroes this is where my brain goes so here's the thing When I think about blogging, I think about blogging in a way different way than I think historically in 2012, when there was a blogging tool by HubSpot, which by the way, I brought visuals. We'll we'll talk about that later on. It was an SEO play. It was a search engine optimization play. You could still see keywords in HubSpot. And I do believe that, you know, some people still live in that world where blogging is just an SEO play. And what I'll say is when I think about blogging, I actually start to think about the publishing pie, right? And so if you think about when you have a nice, yummy, slightly warm, you know, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, and apple pie, the only thing that you're waiting for is your slice of the pie because you know that that pie is going to taste good. So when I start to think about blogging and the publishing pie, I want everybody to realize is a slice of it SEO. Yes. However, is a slice of it social? Yes. Is a slice of it actually going to be sales? Yes. Is a slice of it going to be service? Yes. So if you take blogging and you correlate it to how is it a business strategy for all departments in the business and not just an SEO play by marketing, everybody gets a piece of the pie, everybody's happy. And of course, I'll take a dollop of whipped topping with mine, please.
2: You know, I got to chime in here for one second because I I love everything that you're saying, George, and I'm not saying a yes. And that's actually a, but I think I've said this on the show before, if you're saying yes, and to prove a point that you're just not saying the word, but just go ahead and say the word, but we all know what you're actually trying Mm to say anyway, in addition to what George you're saying here, I think another thing to think about is that content on it's uh, just in general has dimensionalized rapidly. So I think one of the reasons why people are even bringing up the conversation is blogging dead. I understand why people are asking the question, but I think it's misguided and here's why. Imagine for a moment you are starting out an art class for the first time, right? they're going to give you one thing to express yourself with. Maybe it's crayons, maybe it's paints, maybe it's pencils, maybe it's whatever. As you get more advanced or as your surroundings advance, you may be introduced to other things, clay, paper mache, collage, different ways of expressing your thoughts, your ideas, your story, your artist, whatever that creation is that you're trying to bring into the world. But that doesn't mean the stuff you started with goes away. So I think what happens is that we had a lot of people coming out the gate saying like, well, now that video is here, we don't have to do that. Now that podcasting is here, we don't have to do that. Now that whatever is here, we don't have to do it. No, it's a mix. It's a blend. The idea... maybe there isn't as much of a high priority on blogging anymore sure okay i guess i could see that you're adding more dimension you're adding more materials you're adding more mediums if you will to how you tell the story of what you do who you serve how you do it better than anybody else how what the answers are to every question your buyers have under the sun. It just means you have more means at your disposal in order to tell the story through your content. Blogging isn't dead. It's just now part of a greater mix because inbound as a space has expanded. It's oh, become uh, instead of a two-dimensional thing. It's a five-dimensional tesseract. And that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So can I yes and your yes and?
2: Okay, is it a yes and or a yes but?
0: It's it's a yes and because okay, actually it's not even ahead, a yes George. and. It's not okay. even a yes and it's just the next move of the chess piece. Like, because I want people to realize with what you're saying and what I'm talking about with the publishing pie is that, Liz, I've come to you and literally said, I don't care about search on this one. I want it to be social. I know there are pieces, articles that will write that I might not care about SEO or social, but I'm like, hey, this has to be very sales related or this has to be very like, like every piece of content can have its purpose. And if you feel like you have to put it through the square peg of SEO before you get something, you, you might end up being in trouble. So I just want, I'm, I'm, in this moment in time, I am giving people the freedom to break the rules on creative basis or need basis, not all the time, but occasionally you can go in different directions because you know where that piece of content's going to live. Okay, I'll shut up now.
2: No, I love that. Okay. So, Max, Devin, I'd love to hear from you. When we think about the mindsets today's inbound practitioners need to embody when they think about blogging. And when I say practitioners, I'm u- inbound practitioners. I'm using that language very specifically because I don't want to just speak to marketers. This is these are also mindsets probably business leaders and sales folks need to think about as well because let's face it, they have opinions on how well or not content is performing with inbound. So Max, Devin, what you got?
4: Simply put, blogging is still very much important because SEO aside, being the content constantly generating thing, decent human thing aside, different people learn different ways and different kinds of content resonate on different uh, mediums. And like if I am studying about a game that I play, for instance, I'm going to look at video. But if I'm working on home automation, then code is my preferred method. However, if there's a visual aspect to whatever coding thing that I'm trying to get done, like for instance, incorporate uh, this uh, thread Border router into my home assistant uh, instance on my Raspberry Pi. It'd be really helpful if the uh, documentation on the dongle was physical, as well as having a video of a guy talking me through it all on the same blog post, embed the videos on your blog post. I know this is early for me to get my soapbox out, but do video, do blogs and then put the video on the blog post. And so people who don't want to read can just watch. It's this amazing thing. We just incorporated video. Well, I just say just. We've been doing it for a year now. We've incorporated video into our partner newsletter at HubSpot. We've gotten emails thanking us because they didn't feel like reading. But it's helpful that they can go back and hear what I'm talking about, read more, and then click the links that are right there because the video is in the post.
3: Well, I agree with everything Devin said and that like people learn in different ways. I think, you know, another way to kind of say that is is like people enjoy consuming content in different ways, right? You know, some people are going to completely all the time prefer text. Some people are going to completely all the time, you know, prefer video, especially this future generation of buyers who are growing up right now not knowing how to type on a keyboard, but only knowing how to type on their phone, right? Guess what? They're not reading blog posts. They're watching video. But that doesn't mean that people People's ability to read is going anywhere anytime soon, right? And and I think there's also still like a lot of utility that like a blog post provides that like a video doesn't. You know, there are, sure. Can you put like cards and stuff in YouTube videos? Yeah, but usually linking to outside stuff is generally more of a pain in the ass than putting a hyperlink in a good spot, right? You can download files out of a out of a blog post if you link to them. Like you can put a lot of like resources and rich media and stuff like in line. In- To that content, right? So it's one of those things where. I don't think blogging's dead. I don't and also I don't really know like what the research is in terms of like what type of, you know, content medium, video versus written word versus audio only is kind of more prevalent, but it is one of those things where it's like you should be doing all of it cuz you want to make your content accessible to different people's desires of how they like to consume it. You never want to put up a barrier for someone to consume a piece of content. You want to let them consume it in any way that they want. And also it's like, you know, you see videos like you even today have to do a lot of seo stuff for videos like video seo is very much a thing whether it's tags how you're writing your descriptions what you're saying so it shows up in the transcript properly because google's definitely looking at the transcript of videos since they own you know youtube and have for a long time but i think it'll be interesting to see and maybe this has already happened i haven't i haven't done the research on it but like i feel like a lot of the times that i ask questions now on google i'm getting served up a video yeah it literally highlights the 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 transcription and i think it's it's probably like they know that people like to watch not read or at least the generation that's really starting to become buyers and stuff like that maybe have a maybe that preference is showing a little bit more but i would never think that that's a justification to say blogging's dead and you shouldn't blog i don't think there's any argument to that
2: yeah i would agree with that and granted this is me being the resident writer showing my ass a little bit here but here's the thing the reason why like i'm at, like written content is the petty hill i will die on over and over mm-hmm. again it's not just about like how you best learn, I'm sorry, I'm not skimming a video trying to find a bit of information. I'm like, what I love about written content is that it can be a bit choose your own adventure. Of course, that's assuming that when you're creating your content, you're creating headings and subheadings that make sense. You make it easy for someone at a glance to understand whether or not content is for them. Because I will sit there and sidle up on my phone with a piece of written content if it is for me and I'm able to easily see that. Or if it's a piece of content that's Teaching me how to do something, sometimes I just want written instructions. Like it that and that comes down to personal preference, but it also comes down to how I learn. Like I'm someone who doesn't want to watch someone do it. I want someone to give me instructions. And then I just click a bunch of buttons until something either explodes or the thing I want happens. So anyway, Liz, can
3: I ask Liz, can I ask you a question? Um, from like a blogging perspective, yes. right? I, I don't think the next generation of kids growing up is gonna have any interest in laptops or big screens, like whatsoever. I might be totally wrong on that, right? But like if that next generation is like growing up reading written content on a screen like this, what do bloggers need to be, or what do people creating like written word blog content need to think about? Do they need to like adjust I mean, their strategy I'm from gonna, like a?
2: I'm going to quote George here because here's the thing: I think we're just wildly overcomplicating this. Where this is this reminds me of like when people were talking about millennials when we were first coming up. It's like guys, we're not we're not that difficult. We are not that different. And it kind of feels like that about this too. Like. Th- Think about the humans, like, do the same shit you're already, sorry, same S, same swear jar that you're already, thank you. <laughs> our, our, our sensor guy was out on a coffee break. No, think about the stuff you're already <laughs> thinking about. I guess he's back. <laughs> like, we already went through this in 2015 when we had Mobile Geddon and everybody was panicking about what their websites were supposed to look like. If you are just waiting until now to understand, oh boy is my content responsive across mobile devices or will it make someone want to throw themselves into traffic? Like I, I, you should have already been thinking about this, but in terms of structuring the content, headings, subheadings, and making sure that your, your template or whatever it is that you're using makes it easy for people to move through your content. It's not just Mm. the structure of the blog post. It's going to be the user experience. And that's the way it's always come down to. If your site is a pain in the ass, if there are weird lags, if things move around, if buttons don't button, if things don't move, if things don't scroll, if there's like weird load times, like people are fine with interacting with content on their phone. When I was at Impact, we had like tons of pillar pages that we built under my watch. And a lot of the traffic was mobile. And so we made sure those six to 10,000 word behemoths were structured in a way that people enjoyed actually looking through them. So mm-hmm. if, if you are today years old, And you're thinking, wow, maybe, just maybe I should think about what our content is like on different devices. I won't shame you publicly. Hmm. I will shame you. I will. That's... that's This is a, this is a 2015 problem. We're acting like it's brand new. Also, this new generation of people, mm-hmm. they're going to like those tiny screens until they have to start doing a job where they'd like things to be next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So.
3: True. So I got to jump
0: in here real quick. I got to jump in here real quick because uh, there's a couple data points I want to throw in. But by the way, I will publicly shame you if you go to your website <laughs> on a mobile device shame, and, you, shame, and it looks like shame. a jacked up piece of... Then freaking fix your junk because we're 2023.
2: Our sensor guy is drunk. Is he okay? (laughs) Sensor guy, he stayed up late
0: last night. Listen, I'm I'm dead serious. Like I was with a client earlier today, and I kid you not, the amount of mobile traffic over just regular desktop traffic was mind-blowing to me when we were actually looking at it but here's the other thing and by the way the roofing company okay so you don't think roofing company and mobile traffic usually usually i'm sitting on my you know laptop or my computer and i'm like doing research but i'm an old guy right but younger people mobile traffic huge difference from desktop but here's the other surprising thing max and the person that i was talking to not only did it shock me, but it shocked them, was freaking smart TV data inside of HubSpot, down to the level of what type of TV it was and the conversions that were happening from the TV. So we gotta remember that it's both sides of this that we're playing. But I feel like we could be talking about the CMS right now because if you're not responsive, get responsive. We're here to talk about the blog. What's fun when you create blog content in HubSpot because it's focused on being responsive with the CMS and the blog tool and the themes that you use, you're gonna be a step ahead of the game even if the rest of your website is jacked up because it's on a third- party CMS I need you' just minute. saying
2: are you just saying I'm just saying you just saying I need That's to take okay, a bud. breath
0: I almost passed out on that one.
2: I would give you a breath, but now we've come to the visual presentation portion of today's proceedings. Now, I'm just going to throw a quick disclaimer out here. You might be sitting there going, visual, Liz, are you okay? Mm. Are you unwell? This is an audio this is podcast. An audio it, podcast. Is. it is, it is, unless you're a member of the Hub Heroes community, in which case you get to watch us record boop, boop. live and you can always see the video playback, which I hear from the last episode was also pretty darn stinking worth it. Mm. But let's talk about Memory Lane. George, I'm going to hand it over to you. I want us to go down memory lane with the HubSpot blogging tool.
0: Yeah. Take us, bud. By the way, I am throwing zero shade, but it is funny, right? (laughs) And what I mean by that is, is when we actually started to use the tool, okay? It was dope in 2012. But if we start to think about what it might look like now, versus what it looked like back then. All right, this is literally a screenshot of the blog tool in 2012, I went to the Wayback Machine. Shot. Do you remember that there was an advanced tab to the actual article tab? And and so if you look at this and what we were using and there was literally like an orange CTA button to add your CTAs. By the way, anybody impressed that there's a link to add video back in 2012? I mean, it wasn't till 2015, 2016, 2018, 2019 that it this was the year of video. But in 2012, HubSpot had it in there and so to look at where it was to where it has come now and what we're gonna talk about like if you look at the tool now it just like and again I'm showing visuals of the of the blog page that you can get to but if you look at it now dare I say it just looks like it's fun to use yeah, right. it looks Sometimes like it's fun cut to inside use. Inside
2: joke for us old school inbound people, really quick about video. You know, George, Max, and Devin, I heard that by 2018, eighty oh. percent of web traffic will be video, according to Cisco. <laughs> oh my god! Oh Everyone, my god, please stop terrible. holding that stat. Please, please, please they terrible. literally just go and change it every year. But yes, George. I don't George, understand
3: Devin, stats well enough to get that joke.
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> Now I'm going to be the awkward and uncomfortable person who has to explain a joke. For a while there, when inbound marketers (laughs) discovered video, they were like, oh, my God. And everybody has the same video marketing stats article. Or let me tell you why video marketing is important. And they all quote the same statistic. But the funny thing is the statistics.
0: Hub Heroes listeners, this episode is brought to you by Simple Events, a true game changer that integrates with your HubSpot CRM ready to revolutionize your event management process well imagine this you're tasked with planning an event it could be an intimate workshop or a large-scale corporate event the thought alone can be daunting that's where simple events transforms your event planning into a smooth stress-free process no matter the size of your business or the type of event in person or virtual simple events is your ideal partner simple events is a comprehensive solution that simplifies every aspect of event management from creating detailed attendee lists to setting up efficient workflows say goodbye to the hassle of juggling multiple platforms with simple events everything you need is in one convenient place that's right Simple Events is about empowering your events and enhancing every detail using the robust capabilities of the CRM you love. HubSpot. Unlike other tools, you can control the full event experience in your HubSpot portal. Are you ready to revolutionize how you manage events? Then visit SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. That's SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. As a bonus, make sure to use the special Hub Heroes promo code HELPFUL, all capitals HELPFUL, for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan. And step into the world of simple events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular.
2: For the most part, has not changed. Cisco just every year changes 2017 to 2018 to 2019 to 2020 to 2022. Mm. Like yeah. literally, it's the same statistic. Pushing over the over post. One of
0: these years, it'll be true. That's the thing. Yeah.
2: Yes, and until then, I will just awkwardly explain jokes so that way they're funnier. Max
0: and I'll, and I'll just create videos until it actually becomes true. That was my thought back in. We started creating videos and putting them in blog articles back in uh, late 2013, early 2014 at the Sales Line because we were bullish back then on video content and educating in multiple ways but uh again back to the blog tool
2: yeah absolutely george stay on task you haven't even said humans once today i'm very concerned are you unwell
0: oh true um uh, well i, I can't right now because that would just be mailing it in yeah no
2: it's not mailing it in i think i mean if i say it now it. it's
0: mailing it in like everybody's waiting for it. they're waiting for me to say so at some point i will
2: I like how we've moved from phoning it in to the even more reliable U.S. Postal Service of mailing it in. So that's helpful to know. There we go. Fantastic. Max and Devin, either of you, what are some of your favorite features today? In the HubSpot tool for blogging, not everyone jump in. Calm down.
4: Well, I'll need a moment. Full disclosure: um, my job doesn't require me to use the blog tool, and so you're making
0: me sad. I don't
4: don't even have access to it in um, the HubSpot portal. I don't have permissions to access it.
0: Oh, so
4: I haven't used HubSpot's blog tool in a little over two years now.
0: Oh my!
4: Yeah, that's that's the that I love i love hubspot i bleed orange i will get a sprocket tattoo if asked of me oh the worst yeah. thing about working at hubspot is that i don't use hubspot like i used to oh, oh sad it, it, Interesting. it sucks man like it was cool when i was onboarding <laughs> It was great like when, uh, when I was in the agency world and I was like teaching people how to use it and using it myself for clients, but being a senior marketing manager and uh, partner uh, go to market enablement, that my, my job doesn't require me to use the blog tool. It, it requires me to work with people who use the blog tool. But yeah, I, I just, I, the only tools that I use uh, in, in HubSpot these days for the most part uh, our pages and websites. I spend a lot of time in that, but oh. yeah, it's uh, it's it's sad. It's sad and painful. Like sometimes I'll just go into my own portal and just build reports, well, just there you so go. I can remember uh, what for it memory's felt like. Sake. Yeah, uh, just, just just for, get,
2: just fun. Just just for feel, fun, just to feel to feel something just again. for
4: shizies and
0: gizies. Like, oh, a for food. All right, so let me jump in here because there's a couple things that I definitely want to knock out the park that are like, you know, right now, maybe pay attention to it. And again, I'm not trying to get in any other deeper conversation about something when these words come out of my mouth, but you have to be paying attention to the fact that content assistant is in your blogging tool right now. So yeah, if you don't want to know what that is, it's literally HubSpot's version of AI assisted writing inside the tool. So if you're, Yeah, there you go. If you're not starting to write a blog article and then selecting the text and asking it to expand it or any of the other versions of what you can do in there, you might be doing yourself a disservice if you're not. When uh, you're painstakingly trying to think about how you can create a meta description, not using content assistant in the meta description for your blogs. Again, you might be doing yourself a disservice. Now, what I will tell you, and again, not to get in too deep here, Use it, but don't make it be the original thing that is actually gonna just be published. Like it is there to be a tool, right? A hammer and nails, build a building. They're not just the hammer and nails, like, and that's the end result. This content assistant in the uh, main content and in the meta description need to be tools to help you build what it is that you're trying to build. So that for sure is one piece that people should be checking out max any thoughts on content Mm -hmm. assistant okay dive in there brother
3: well yeah i mean content assistant is sick like i i I recently on a live stream like actually fully discovered it for myself right for me the 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 content assistant stuff is super cool really because i'm someone who tends to be a little bit heavy-handed when i do right so like just the ability to like summarize down my you know my thoughts and the content that i create is huge for someone like me who over explains stuff all the time but i think like when it comes to the blog tools itself like you know the core functionality has been there right like you can have multiple blogs you can write a blog post it's like pretty cool that we're able to edit the listing pages now that's a thing that was always like kind of uh you know tough in the past right but the listing pages are in the drag and drop editor right that's super neat um you know so they've made like a lot of great like uh you know improvements to the blog tool itself but for me it's all about like the suite of features around blogging that supports how difficult the whole content thing is, right? Like you're not an ex- SEO expert. Great. There's enough on that left sidebar that's going to help you get all the basics down and give you some suggestions and some easy to do fixes, right? To to make sure it's, it's buttoned up for the search engines, right? That's great. Um, but the bigger stuff like content assistant to actually help you write better right or even like create some content for you to get you started or, or give you some inspiration that's awesome because oftentimes the creation of that content is much tougher right but for me the big thing is like the 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 core topic subtopic uh topic cluster stuff that weaves into the blogging tool right because like that tool will help you map out like what are all these things we want to write about what's the bigger narrative i need to kind of support with my content how do i want to structure these groupings and clusters of content so the search engines like understand what my content's actually about and how can i link it all together so like it does a little bit of a You know legwork motion to 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 boost uh be the tide that lifts all waters from like an seo perspective right like that's that's it to me it's like all this stuff that like surrounds the blogging tool right is really i think what makes it a cool cool blogging tool and i get super stoked to to show people yeah Yeah. so i need to
0: i need to swing back on two things sorry liz i didn't mean to do that but i gotta swing back on two things one i don't want people that are listening to think that we're just slip and slide and right past the optimizer Because, by the way, I can't tell you the amount of people that I've actually taught or looked at their portal and realized they are not using the blog optimizer at all. They're literally putting the content in and they're hitting the publish button and they're hoping for the best. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not going to the optimize tool and doing core topics and subtopic keywords for that article and looking that is your title proper? Is your meta description proper? Is your featured image proper? Is your alt text proper? Like all the things that you really don't know about cause you sit there and go, I'm not an SEO expert. Well, HubSpot's trying to make you an SEO expert. So just use the dang optimization tool already, please. And here's a fun little ditty. If you're actually using the SEO topics tool, to create the pillar page, and to create the topic cluster, or the cluster around it, and you're actually creating the blog article from the topics tool, you can do the core topics and subtopic keywords in that creation process as well. I'm just saying, if you're gonna spend all this effort to create all this content, shouldn't you ship it out the door and it actually be optimized to work for what you're trying to do? You probably.
2: Ask so much of us, George. I mean, yes, probably. Okay. One other thing though, Max,
0: Max, Max, you talked about linking stuff, right? I heard the word linking and I hope that people have actually looked into the couple betas that are going on with the blogging tool right now. There's literally a beta that you can have a different design view, designer view than you're used to. And in this, uh, beta, one of the things that I absolutely love is there is a section where you can see the rest of your site, the rest of your articles without leaving that blog. So imagine as a content creator, you're like typing away, you're working on an idea and all of a sudden you go, did I write something about that? And now instead of leaving the blog, you can go over to the left hand side, click site navigator, scroll through a list of your blogs and go, oh, there it is. There it is. I'm going to go ahead and link to that blog. So let me reference that blog in here. And before I published i'm gonna link it so again hubspot paying attention to here's all the tools that they're gonna need uh if they work in a way that's optimized so that they can create things that are optimized so that we can help them grow better
2: i love that all right gentlemen what are the don'ts with the hubspot blogging tool the no-nos the shush the bads
3: don't don't yes. overindex yeah. on your bottom of the funnel. <laughs> yeah, like to, like you know, it's classic classic thing I always see is you go and look at someone's blogging tool and all it is is you know here's our new accountant Gerald and and, and we're going to be at this uh, we're going to be at this uh, you know this conference and and at this booth come see us or we here's a new uh, you know here's a new product or we just won this award and it's just all it is is just stuff that no one Do would be looking people for. Think their
2: blog is actually their newsroom section.
3: Exactly. That's like yeah. yeah that's
2: not a content strategy that's
3: no not it's not because no one's looking for it like talk about inbound physics right like if I'm out there and I have some kind of problem that your product solves for the last thing I'm looking for is like your company newsletter in blog form yeah well, right yeah. uh so chill at that I mean that's like the big thing I'd say like in today's day and age when it comes to blogging, don't just be just dumping in all AI generated content. i am just, I'm convinced that's gonna hurt you in the short term or the long term.
0: Here's the problem, when people get started, what they do is they'll go in, uh, somebody will help them, they'll go into settings, uh, they'll create a blog, they'll hit the general tab, they'll type in their name, their header, their page title, their meta description, if we're lucky. They'll add that stuff in there and they might go over to templates because they want to pick a cool template. You know what they do after that? They go right back over to the blog tool and they start blogging. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't hit that subscription tab, then you can not actually create a subscription. If you don't create a subscription, meaning instant, daily, weekly or monthly notifications, you don't create a form. If you don't create a form, you can't ask people to subscribe to your blog. And by the way, if you've been asking people to subscribe to your blog because you just went and created a form it's not tied into your system to automatically send those articles out so literally you've been blogging using HubSpot don't have a subscription you're doing it so you can stay top of mind but you didn't go into the subscription tab and actually set it up the rest of the way let's continue on if they did get to the subscriptions tab in settings and did set up the frequency in which people can sign up and that created the magic form did they continue over and actually ask themselves if if they need to have comments on or have comments off. Because I can't tell you the amount of people who have asked for dev help to hide comments when it's a freaking switch that you flip in the back of settings. And then let's just see if they journeyed a little bit further in the settings area. And since we talked about mobile and how it's all about mobile, do you have your Google amp turned on? And if it's turned on, do you have it set up the right way? Because why wouldn't you take the time to go through all the tabs in your settings of a tool that is so powerful for you to write content or show videos or have audio players about the thing that you do and how you help people with the hurdles and their aspirations, I'm just saying.
2: George, that's I gotta be honest. Again, like Devin, we have a situation here where I really don't understand where, where you stand.
0: Um, it just pisses kind of me
2: off. I'm <sighs> just a broad.
3: So Google helpful with- content update. <laughs>
1: In case
2: the listeners were wondering, this is what thriving looks and sounds like. This is it. Right here. This is living, laughing, and loving right now yes the google helpful content update will come and get you they did this intentionally a while back if uh, we need to do a whole episode on the google helpful content update because i find it very fascinating to me that google went out of its way for once to be like this is in fact a big deal this is not just a basic update this is a big 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 deal this is a big deal and then (sighs) nobody paid attention to it
0: i want to have this conversation in a future episode because I want to know who has, who has a, ha, um, You alright there bud? I want to know. What love is? No, here's the thing, do you take everything, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna step out of HubSpot world for a second. Oh no. And I will ask you, in your life, do you take everything at face value and do you immediately believe the things that people tell you? Yes.
2: Oh George, because here's okay. the deal. <laughs> I know, no, no,
0: here's the deal. I want people that are actually testing this to tell me that their site just fell apart and exploded. One of these days, somebody's gonna step up and they're gonna say, we tested this junk and we used a human framework to layer over it. And they're gonna have the proof in the pudding that it either did work or it was a horrible waste of time. One of these days, we'll find that person.
2: We're going to have to devote an episode to that. Max, to answer your question shortly and succinctly, George, take a beat, take a walk, take a lap, run it out like a toddler. The short answer to your question, Max, is this. Google's helpful content update did go out of its way to say that it was going to be looking at content to understand how it was created. Not necessarily that it was attacking AI specifically, but it was looking for originality expertise, enthusiasm, passion. It's one of those things where like, if you're just using AI content, you are going to get screwed because it's going to look like content that I'm sorry agencies to call you out here, but we're going to have it happen. When you have like your little junior marketing manager writing a blog for a manufacturing company, but they don't understand manufacturing. So then they go out to the internet and scrape together a bunch of stuff they found on other blogs. AI kind of sometimes does the same thing. So like you have to be Super careful. You're it, it's it, basically if you're not creating content for humans through a human lens, you're going to have a bad time. Can that be AI assisted? Yes. Can AI replace you as a human? And no, but let's move on. Are there any other don'ts that we want to think about here? Yeah. Devin.
4: So, um, don't just put in text blobs, please. Um, uh. For, for, format your your blog posts. Um, make them visually appealing. Please do not make all of your blog posts white papers. Just say no to word walls. Yeah, just use like <sighs> you know, e- even if you just use like an H three subtitle as a header every now and then, like something. Just just something. Uh, feel free to incorporate bolds and in italics. Use formatting to insert passion into what it is that you're you're trying to put in um i've worked with writers in the past uh that had phenomenal content um but i zoned out i just completely tuned out after the first uh few sentences um because if i wanted to read a novel i'd go to the library what you should be doing is having your stuff visually appealing uh, inserting inline images, breaking it up um, with quotes that are uh, in a larger format. And, and these are like simple blogging basics here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, just giving you any groundbreaking new information. These, this is blogging 101. Don't, uh, don't just put up text blobs. Do things that make your uh, text easier to read and visually appealing. Um, But also, don't do it like it's a GeoCities page from 1996. Don't have GIFs uh, in in every uh, paragraph. Uh, Don't, you know, just use wild fonts. And if you use Comic Sans, uh, I'm going to DDoS your page. But, um, yeah, uh, just just make it visually appealing. No sake. No sake at all.
2: An ironic, like, sprinkle of a Comic Sans. No, no. Unless...
4: Unless you're using Comic Sans to joke about the fact you're using Comic Sans, uh, don't do it. And even then, even then, yeah. you can joke about Comic Sans in like Roboto or something.
0: It's been done, right. it's been yeah. done before. That's all I'm gonna say. And so I gotta jump Time. in here for a couple of things because Devin, I totally agree with you with, um, it it should be an experience, which by the way, another one of the betas is that you can actually have drag and drop in blog. So imagine being able to create a blog that at the bottom had like, oh, I don't know, FAQs, where it was like informationally and also then additional bite-sized content that people could get into. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with that, but oh ladies and gentlemen, I need you to listen to me and listen to me close, please. Oh, I boy. need you to do one thing. As as the love that I have for all of you humans,
1: humans out there. Oh, it I
0: need you to do good this good one good thing. Good. Yes. I need you to do this one thing. For all that is holy, will you please? just for me, just this once, do a Google search on semantic markup. And realize that you do not use an H3 because it happens to be 32 font and green. You use it because it's a way that Google, being Yahoo and the other search engines, understand the way that the page should be formatted. There are H1s, headings, by the way, if somebody's listening and goes, what's an H1? Hey, I love you. It's a heading. If you have heading one, heading two, heading three, all the way to heading six. They serve a semantic markup purpose. You can style them however you want inside of your HubSpot theme, but please take into effect, into account, into your brain that there is only supposed to be one H1. You can have multiple H2s. The H2s probably need to, or the H3s probably need to live in the H2s. H4s in the H3s. There is a level of importance to show Google what belongs with what that belongs with what on the page. I'll calm down, but if please just—it's yeah, like data structure. Yeah, <gasps> you're,
3: you're you're explaining the the hierarchy of importance of all the topics. You're thing.
2: also making you're it easier using, for people to skim.
4: Yeah, if you're using Google Docs, it'll it, it explains George's point perfectly. If you use mm-hmm. heading one, heading two, heading three in Google Docs and then look at the outline on the left, it's going to lay everything out in outline format for you based on the headings that you use. So
0: oh, and by yeah. the way, yeah. did you know that you can import a Google Doc into your HubSpot blog tool? I'm just going to say that. So if you actually use the right headings in your Google Doc and bring it into your blog tool, it's there.
3: Done. Can I? Can I add one more thing? And this is a bit of a maybe don't do or do. I I don't really know how to do it. Um, Please eliminate distractions on blog posts, right? I can't tell you how many times like I'm trying to read a blog post and I go, ooh, there's an ad. Ooh, there's a link to a related post. Ooh, there's all this shit on the sidebar that really, really is distracting me and making it difficult for me to get through this freaking article, right? Um, You know, I understand that there's like, media companies out there that make content just so you look at the ads and make you like page through all the different, you know, uh, if your blog post has like pages at the bottom that you have to like skip through i don't even know what to tell you but yeah like eliminate i used to be i used to definitely be someone who was like all right we're setting up your blog listing page let's um let's put up uh the automatic section that brings people to related blog posts and let's add like a cta here and let's add other stuff here so like we're encouraging them to like peruse around your website but now i'm definitely in the space where it's like bro all those things just like distract someone from what the whole point of the blog post is which is actually to consume the content in a meaningful way right and so it's like you know don't distract people
0: okay so we got to be careful there we we have to be careful that yes i agree with getting rid of distractions which by the way let me throw another tidbit in there if you're like max and you get easily distracted did you know that when you're creating the blog articles you can go into focus mode And get all of the stuff away from you and just focus on your writing. That's another thing that I love about the HubSpot blog tool. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I I would be remiss if I didn't say, yes, it is to get them to read the content. It is to add value. It is to create an experience. But at the end of the day, anybody who is listening to this podcast owns or works at a business. And at the end of the day, things go back to driving revenue. So be Uh really good at it being there without it being there, meaning you might Mm -hmm. use some things in, like, CTA tools, like a ninja instead of a sledgehammer, right? You might, like... Again, that could probably be a whole nother podcast where we're talking about the idea of blogging to actually create conversations, a.k.a. conversions, a.k.a. dollars in my wallet. We Mm -hmm. just don't have enough time to go there today, but I didn't want to leave it at, hey, write an article and they
3: will come. Oh, sure. And what I was saying is not a it's not a a argument for don't do inline links or don't have CTAs. But like the point is, is like the inbound links and the CTAs are hopefully part of that experience, someone's having, having, consuming that content, and it has to do with the consumption of that content, right? Um. But, like, you know, if if they're already on your site and you're putting in, like, ads for your products on there, like, I get it, but, like, you know, it's also – Think about the trade-off there. If you want someone to meaningly, meaningfully consume the content, I think. Well, the
2: other thing too, I'm going sure. back to Google and search engines, is that you're actually gonna get penalized for that too. If you have an ad that's too high up on the page, as soon as your content starts, like if you have like one, two paragraphs inline ad, that is considered an interfering interstitial. You don't want mm. that. So-
3: Yo, interstitial? Wow. What the f- Scrabble f- is that word?
2: That? Oh. Gravel right. right. word. Scrabble word.
0: That's right. Wow. So, but here's there. the thing, too. And by the way, if you're on your blog and you're like, why is this thing not loading good enough? Uh, get the 17 ads off your sidebar and it'll load faster. So Google will like <laughs> you for that, just too.
2: Get rid of the sidebar, maybe.
0: Oh, living sidebar. dangerously.
2: <laughs> is one blogging habit overall you wish folks would either start doing or stop doing?
0: Okay. I got this. Oh, okay. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll no go No, no, no
2: juice for Max. Um, George.
0: Um, so this is going to be totally nothing to do with the tool and everything to do with their mindset. I wish from this day forward that when you sit at the keyboard to write a piece of content, that you would first bring yourself into the realm of Empathy because if you bring yourself into the realm of empathy, the humans that you're serving yeah. will appreciate you.
2: That's right, Devin. We got to fan ourselves off there for a minute, buddy. Devin, what about you? What's your one stop doing or start doing?
4: Um, stop assuming everyone's a writer, uh, stop trying to get everyone to write, stop generating content by people who suck at writing, don't be afraid to hire a writer. Um, even if it's someone who just sits down and interviews someone who actually knows what they're talking about, you would be surprised with the, uh, quality of content that comes out. That's yes, you would
2: be doing stop forcing your experts to do something other than expert max.
3: If you're the person that has to sit in front of the HubSpot machine and write the content with your own fingies, what I highly recommend. <laughs> Is you practice, right? Don't don't write content just to solve for SEO. Don't spend time looking, oh, which keyword should I use? Like just get the content out there and practice being consistent, right? Um, and let that SEO stuff come after you're at least just good at you know, putting the content out there, right? If you can't throw a fastball, you won't be able to ever figure out how to throw the knuckleball or curveball or how to throw it faster or how to swing your knee the right way, whatever it is, right? You can't kick flip before you can't pump on the skateboard right so like get the just get in the motion of saying i'm able to write a blog post and publish it to the internet and do that enough where i'm comfortable with that motion then get really good at the seo stuff okay that should always be secondary because again you've got the tools you need right the tools are there you can start paying attention to them Yep. Quick
2: critical follow-up question for you, and then we're going to go to my answer. Fingies, is that a technical yep. term like interstitials?
3: It's a biological term for your interstitials on your hands.
2: Max, I love you so much. Please oh, that's
3: the best. I read it in a doctor book. You got your, you I got love your toesies. I love you got your, it's your little. You got your little piggies and her fingies. I like doctor it's books
2: the, too. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yep. And now it's time for mine. Are you ready, everyone? Yeah. Stop saying blogging is dead. Stop it. Stop it. Is it different? Yes. Is it going anywhere? No. Will it evolve? Sure. But stop saying it's dead, because that's what everybody said about Michael Corleone and Godfather, and we all know what happened at the end if we're good people who have seen Godfather. If you're bad people, lie to me. Tell me you've seen it. You get the reference. But for those of you who have seen it, we know what happens during the christening scene. We know what blogging can become. And with that, on that cheery note, thank you for joining us for Hub Heroes. This was in no no way chaotic and... Gentlemen, you know what, Max, you were right. We are better together. Even if the kids try to get rid of us, that's okay. It's okay. Mm,
0: Better together.
2: I'll remember this forever.
0: Forever.